Welcome back to Self Love Ignited. Today on the podcast, I am interviewing Adelina. Uh, she is incredible. If you listen to one podcast interview from all of them, please listen to this one. All right. It was incredible for me, and I know it will be incredible for you. Adelina is the founder of Surrendered Healing. She specializes in serving women of color who question their inherent deservingness and helps them trust their higher selves to create the abundant businesses and lives they truly deserve. And that description of her just downplays her gifts so much. Adelina comes on and shares really her story. She has intuitive gifts that have been passed down in her family for generations. She has spent more than half of her life learning from her ancestors and God about how to connect to those who have passed, those who are alive and in pain, and most importantly, our own inner knowing. She shares her own journey growing up. Uh, being scared of these gifts, not wanting to share them, growing up in a household of uh, domestic violence, going through a relationship uh, which included infidelity and how she was able to love that person through it, come out the other side and continue to grow into the amazing person she is today. This truly was a wonderful interview to do. She is a very inspiring person. I cannot wait for you to meet her. Jump on in. My name is Katie Allen, and this is Self Love Ignited. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. Today on Self Love Ignited, I'm interviewing Adelina. And uh, w- this conversation has been a long time in the making. We first connected months ago, and then life happened. Um, but anyway, we are finally here today, finally getting ready to have this conversation. Adelina, welcome to the podcast. Welcome, welcome. Please take a moment and introduce yourself to everybody, if you would. For sure. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. Um, like you said, <laughs> it has been a long time uh-huh. in the making. So um glad that first impressions last a long time because we still like <laughs> came in and it just feels like it has no time has passed. Um, so my name is Adelina Tonstroko. I'm a spiritual life coach and business consultant. Um, and I, I'm here in the Bay Area, California. Um, I'm a mother of a teenager. <laughs> what I call her. <laughs> I love her to death. She has my energy and, and uh, opinionated energy as well. Um, I'm also a, a happily married and I've been working, I and mean, we'll probably get to this, but I've been working on really embracing my identity as a wife because that has been a long process for me mm-hmm. on healing. And so I, I share that. Um, and it, it's probably the first time I've ever introduced myself as a wife uh, oh. ever. Wow. <laughs> yes, there's a lot there. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but really, really grateful to be doing this work full time as a spiritual life coach and business, spiritual business consultant. Um, especially specializing in working with women of color. Um, and so love doing that, really love supporting folks in, you know, moving past the fears, moving past the imposter syndrome and going into lives that they absolutely love, uh, creating businesses that are really in alignment with for them, feeling like they don't have to cut their arms and legs off to fit into mainstream society. And instead being able to utilize all of their gifts. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And that is one of the things that we will get to because it is such a key part of your story is you and your amazing gifts that you have been able Mm. to embrace and that you now help others do the same in their own way I just I I absolutely I just think that that's amazing so I want to hear about 
you. I want your story, right? So this podcast is all about self-love, our relationships with ourselves, and telling the story of going from a place of struggle, of maybe not liking yourself, not loving yourself, not accepting yourself, to being where you are today, whether you call that self-love, self-acceptance, whatever, regardless of label, it's telling the story between then versus now. So Adelina, why don't you take us back to the beginning? Where did your struggles with yourself begin in life? Yes. Oh, back to the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. There's so much there. Um, you know, I grew up in a family of domestic violence mm-hmm. and, you know, that was definitely a uh, forming experience for me. Um, one, in, in terms of, like I said earlier, like even being able to be in a loving relationship with a man, right? Um, but also having enough love for myself uh, to, to just like be in the world. And so, I mean, I, I lo- several, so many layers here and, and many years of therapy and coaching <laughs> have brought me to this point. And I'm sure we'll get to that later. Yeah. But I think I remember, oh goodness, I must have been like in third grade. And I remember one of my friends, it was like three of us, two friends and myself. And one was like, oh, I'm going to marry a doctor. And another was like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to marry a lawyer. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh, I'm going to be the doctor or I'm going to be the lawyer (laughs) because I'm going to keep all the kids if we get a divorce. And this was like my way of thinking Mm -hmm. and so what it did is I I I knew that I wanted to be strong right and as a child for me what that meant was this like extreme independence and not needing to lean on a man Mm -hmm. and so I think for me my story of self-love was really this journey of loving myself so that I could put some walls down Loving myself to the point that I could trust others because I trust myself. Loving myself so that I could, um, you know, just be vulnerable. Yeah. Right. Like I I think it. When we think of self love, at least myself, for me, when I first learned the term, I didn't think of it as this like, oh, well, you love yourself so that you could be more open. Right. It's like no, no, no. You love yourself so that you can be independent. I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing this already. Yeah. You know, I'm <laughs> independent. I'm making sure I'm never yeah. independent. I'm a man. I'm yeah. And I think that that's part of it. But my journey was really this this opening up experience. Right. Being open open to receive love as another way of loving on myself. Yeah. Yeah. That and I mean that's huge, especially you know growing up. You know, like you said, growing up in a family with domestic violence, like I'm sure you would have learned very young being open is dangerous, right? You have to mm-hmm. put those walls up. That is safety. That is, that is how mm-hmm. you survive. And trusting yes. yourself enough to deal with whatever comes at you when those walls come down is massive. That is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you, so you said that, I mean, that was like such a short, succinct story, but like, is that an ongoing thing that like trusting yourself I mean- to put the walls down? Did you hear that I just introduced myself? Yes, I mean it's it's such an ongoing process of like what does it look like to for me 
like I, just this past weekend, I was sitting with uh, my husband and um, we had gone out with some friends and because I didn't have uh, the modeling of a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, I think that I, I, I think, I mean, I, I know that I love my husband very much, but I, I almost feel like unless you're really inside our relationship, like hanging out with us weekly, you don't get to see that side of me. I'm a very like sarcastic person and just like, you know, just joking, talk a lot of mess. Like I I don't really hold his hand in public or I'm not really like a person to show affection, you know, Mm -hmm. but we were hanging out with other friends and I was like, you know, I could work on that, but to balance it out. Like I, I, you know, it's fine that I joke and tease and, you know, we could laugh with each other and make fun of each other and stuff, but I think it would be nice especially for our daughter, for her to see, I mean, she gets to see all everything, but for her to see that it's okay to show in public how much you love your partner. Right. You know, yeah. but it's like, I mean, that it's Tuesday. Like I was just thinking about that a couple of days ago. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, Alina, how can I grow? And I wrote it down. Something to talk to my therapist about, <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> to expand on, um, you know, um, because it, it's a, it's a continual thing. It's one thing to open myself up to be in a loving relationship. It's another to open myself up to show others that I'm in this loving relationship. Yeah. 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 How did this, how did this work start? Like, was it spurred when you met your now husband? Was that the thing that like started you having the awareness of taking the walls down or like, what, what was the thing that like started you on this journey? thing that started me on this journey there you know the not, first there might not be one no 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 there's there's several okay. I'm just trying to choose one <laughs> okay. but the one the one that actually sticks out is um my relationship prior to my relationship now I was in a six-year relationship and at the time of my life that was a long time <laughs> like I was young uh-huh. and I felt like six years was a long time you know uh-huh. um we were engaged and then a month before our wedding, I learned that he was cheating on me. Mm. And so here I was having, I had been with him since college. Now we're, you know, adulting together. And I was like, oh my God, I'm opening my heart up. And I'm, I could see myself getting married, which was a big deal. Like I hadn't really seen myself getting married prior to this. And so here I am excited and being engaged. And then he disproved that all men Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, even him like I was like oh my god you're just like everyone else like I just like it triggered this this whole thing in me you know mm-hmm. um but what was so interesting about that experience um and you know and then we you know called up the wedding we broke up like it was a whole ordeal it was a 300 person wedding Filipinos roll deep Okay, the pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, and so um, there was so much about like, there's this term in like the Asian culture about like saving face. Mm-hmm. And so like, there is no opportunity to save face. Like all 300 plus all their friends and family now know, you know what I mean? That I don't have my life together. Like quote unquote, you know, that mm-hmm. I'm not as independent and on top of the world as I like to, you know, pretend that I am, you know? Yeah. So it was like this, like, I was, I, it was like, I couldn't help but be vulnerable. Like everyone saw it was, 
felt like I was on stage and everyone saw mm-hmm. and I come from a small town too so it was like legit I had a friend of a friend be like oh I was at the club and so-and-so from middle school was like hey how's that Alina doing I heard you have an end of an engagement like people knew it's this you know small yeah. town thing yeah um so I would say like that experience helped me realize how much it mattered to me mm. you know and how much my persona mattered to me my reputation mattered to me mm-hmm. and how many walls I still had up because I actually even played with the idea of still going through with the wedding. Um, I was like, we'll just get an annulment afterwards. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, but I, I really thought about it because the other thing about this 300 person wedding, it was a DIY wedding. Okay. So a hundred of the guests or something were involved in the wedding, like from the florist to the violinist to um, the videographer, like people, they were like friends of friends, like helping out the band like everyone was invested in this wedding too because Mm -hmm. they were a part of it yeah so um so yes that helped me realize like how much I'm still trying to put up a front Mm -hmm. you know um and then the other layer of this is that I realized that you know I had been praying I had been praying to learn to love like that was like a legit prayer yeah. of mine. And I never would have thought um, that an experience like that would teach me how to love, yeah. but that is what it did. Um, I felt like I, I, in that experience, learned that love is beyond condition. And that even though I didn't want to marry him anymore, you know, Mm-hmm. that I could still love him. And in fact, loving my ex through that was the most loving experience that I had encountered, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my long, that's long-winded amazing. answer to your question. No, that's, that's, that's absolutely <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. And I think that that last point that you just touched on right there, the fact that you were able to, you've been, you had been asking, you had been asking, I want to learn how yes. to love. And you were given one of, I would say one of the hardest situations and you did it right. You were Mm. able, you were able to love him through it, not marry him, change your mind about your future plans, but love him through it. Like that is, that is massive. That is a huge deal. And that feels so, even just when you were saying that to me, that feels like that feels like that was really, was that really healing for you? Cause it feels like when you were talking about it, like that was oh, a really yeah. healing thing. Like that's a huge that was, deal. <laughs> I remember I, I was in my apartment. Um, I'm just laughing. So I, I like, I like did a bunch of self-love stuff. I did retail therapy for a uh-huh. while. I like moved into this expensive area which I couldn't afford. I worked in education at the time um, as a social worker. So it was way beyond, but I was like, I just need to just, I just need to love myself and just worry about the bills later. But so here I was in this really nice um, apartment of mine. And I was laying there and I just, I was crying. I was, I cried every day. I cried every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was crying and I was just like, I can't, I, like, I can't do this anymore. I can't carry this weight of this resentment, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yes, I forgave him for him, but really I forgave him for me. Like mm-hmm. I, I could not carry it. And I 
remember crying out to God and, and forgiving him and just being like, okay, I forgive you. I'm letting it go. I, I, you know, I get it. Like we all have our humanness and yeah. um, so I'm going through this whole process. And I felt this like warmth in my chest. This like, it was like so warm. And I felt this warmth spread from my essentially heart throughout the rest of my body, like down through my arms, down through my stomach, down my legs, through my feet. And it was just like, it was so visceral, this experience mm -hmm. that after, and it was just, you know, it's a, it's a you know, split moment of an experience, right? But after that, I was like, oh my God, who else can I forgive? Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to feel like this all the time. Yeah. Like, who else can I, you know? And it just, it was, it was such a healing, mm -hmm. such a healing experience mm. for sure. Yeah. That's incredible. That's amazing. The other thing that I want to ask you about, you haven't mentioned it yet, but we talked about it the first time that we connected. And yes. I know, and I know that it's a really big part of your self love story is you and your gifts and accepting mm. your gifts and embracing your gifts. So can you, can you tell us in whatever way you're comfortable talking about it? Can you tell us a little bit about yeah. your, your, your gifts just share that sure sure yeah yes. yeah so um you know an intuitive ancestral gift has been passed down in my family to really connect you know with ancestors and th thanks for asking because it's actually a hundred percent connected <laughs> like it's all <laughs> it's like you know a hundred percent connected to, to who I am but also to my story of self-love mm -hmm. um and so how that manifests for me is that like I can connect to those who have passed away um, and then now it's expanded into, you know, connecting to people who are still in their bodies, but in this very like empathetic, intuitive space. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. I'm like, so I think when it comes to self-love, like my mom told me about this gift when I, I don't know, maybe I was like five or six when I first had an experience. And um, she just wanted to let me know, like, I'm not crazy. This is what's been passed out of her family. And it's okay. But then she also coupled it with, and don't tell anyone. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? good. Like, don't tell. <laughs> yeah, and here I am on a podcast. Right. Sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> it. But she's like, I don't tell anyone because they're going to lock you up yeah. in a crazy house. Yeah. Like, do not tell anyone. Okay. Um, like I said, I, we grew up in a small town-ish area though. And so, you know, my close friends w knew about it because I had messages for them. Mm -hmm. um, and so I remember like years later, like, you know, you kind of find your people and now the world has really shifted. Yes. Right. And I I'd actually got a message from another healer um, back in like 2006 or seven saying like more people are going to be, everyone's born with these gifts, but not everyone kind of utilizes them because of generations of colonization and genocide and, you know, just horrible things that have made us disconnected from who we are. Yep. But every culture is indigenously connected to spirit in this way um, or in their own ways. Um, and so anyway, my, my friend was saying but, um, that the world is shifting. And so more people are going to be connecting to their gifts and it's going to be louder for them. Both of them are going to be called to do this work. 
she was older than me, maybe by 10 or so years. And I, so I looked up to her um, mm-hmm. and I was just like, no way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> but I, when I think back, here we are. And this is like so much more common for people to just be like, you know, like spiritually connected and, and loving on themselves in this way. And I, what I say it's completely intimately connected to um, my experience of self-love is fully embracing this side of me, Yeah, you know? And, yeah. and that end of the engagement was a huge, you know, catalyst for me mm. in embracing that gift as well where it was just like, you know, I'm thinking back and I like told off, this is so not like a positive thing to share, but it's okay. I like told <laughs> off all my ancestors. I was like, <laughs> I prayed and I listened and you didn't protect me. How dare you? Yeah. You know, and I was like, and I got so angry and all my life I told them never to show themselves because I'm too scared. But I was like, you know what? F it. Show yourself right now. I want to see you because I am pissed that you didn't protect me. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I'm in my apartment, in my, you know, fancy little apartment. And my sister's at my mom's house, which is like, you know, the core of like, you know, like our power, essentially our gifts. And my sister calls me. She's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, the doorbell is ringing off the hook and I was like oh whatever you do don't answer it and she goes I already answered it I already answered what are you doing and I was like I told all of our ancestors to show themselves and she's like well don't don't send them here you know (laughs) you know but it was like this process of of healing one to just kind of like come out and be like yes like I have ancestors I'm I trusted you and and talk straight to them but also to be like and I'm still human and and you're gonna do your best in in reflection they had sent me so many warning signs Mm -hmm. like there were so many red flags that I wasn't listening to yeah you know what I mean and so spirit I, I there's ancestors around us and then there's spirit like God higher power whatever you call that energy I believe is like the you know guiding you and I feel like everyone including god was telling me but i was you know i wasn't listening but spirit talks to you the way you listen hmm. so like me you know having that conversation with him and even me learning that he was cheating on me it was a spiritual intervention i had this random thought that was not my own mm-hmm. and it was just like it, it had said something to the likes of like we'll prepare to be without him and I was like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. I'm about to marry him in a month. Like, nice. what do you mean prepare to be without him? And I was like, what the fuck? You know? Um, and so that night I asked him, I was like, is there, is there something you're not telling me? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I don't know. You tell me. And it kind of freaked him out too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a spiritual intervention that led that there. It was because spirit told me and I was finally listening right yeah you'd probably gotten so many hints by that time and you hadn't picked up on them and finally it was like we need we need to get this girl's attention like we just need to be like super direct right to get you to take action which is exactly what happened yes 
Yeah. Yes, but it was yeah. so intimately connected to to my gift because other people had asked like, well, how did you find out? I'm like, well, God told me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard conversation you know, to have with a lot of he, people. <laughs> so they're like, uh-huh. And then he confirmed something. I'm like, uh-huh. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how it went. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, but even, you know, to, to kind of shift gears, but it's been so interesting to share with my mom now, mm. just how much I'm open about my gift, because I essentially the work that I do is also a, the work that I do is connected to the gift, you know, so I used to be a therapist and then I, um, you know, now do spiritual coaching. Um, and it was important for me to be able to be my own company, essentially. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have this like board of behavioral health looking over me because the work that I do is not culturally like because it's so culturally connected it's not accepted in western medicine essentially yeah um and I remember I was talking to her maybe just like a handful of years ago I was in Michael's walking down the aisles <laughs> and then we're talking about a message I got and she's like Adelina where are you right now I was like oh I'm at Michael she goes who is around you oh my god Adelina why are you talking to me about this <laughs> in michael <laughs> and i was like mom it's it's fine the world is more accepting it's yeah. okay yeah um, but anyway oh bless her yeah so 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 like just like just so so much like so much fear there right because the world used to be there a very is. different place yeah and like understandably I mean, she has so. had people yeah she has had people like you know really look at her like she's this, yeah you know dark energy or something right you right know? right yeah and like the world is changing but I know th those there are still people out there who have that idea but I think that the more we have these conversations and the more that people like you open up and you're like this is me and this is what I this is part of who I am and this comes through my family and it is a blessing and it's like this tool yes. this tool to help people like I just think that is what's going to supercharge the change and it's going to make it you know happen faster and faster and go bigger so I just think that's amazing yeah. yeah yeah I mean I used to really see it as almost like a coming out experience for mm. me mm. you know to be mm -hmm. like oh okay you know um and but the more and more I practice it the more it for me isn't as you know uh big and scary to share yeah. but I'm also surrounding myself with people like you who you're excited to hear about it and so yeah. I'm like oh are there still people who are not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because spirit has just been so good in sending me the right people to yeah. talk to yeah. you know but even then I'm asking I shared this with you the first time that we chatted you know I'm asking permission and guidance on who I share it with yeah right and so it came up in our first conversation because your ancestors and my ancestors said that it was fine for me to share it with you that it would um they, not only would you take it well but also it's a part of your journey mm -hmm. you know what I mean to hear more of this work and in, in your own process and so it's like a you know, like, I just, I don't know all the details because I didn't ask, but it was just like, yeah. yes, tell her, you know, and I'm right. like, okay, I just trust that there's, you know, um, a reason for that. Yeah, 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 that's beautiful. I'm curious, for yourself on this journey, now, do you identify with the term self-love? Is that what this feels like to you? Or is there some other term that feels more true to you in your lived experience? I do identify with self-love. I just, I see it kind of like as the beginning, you know what I mean? Like, I think of it as like this, it's, it's an essential foundation, mm -hmm. but it reminds me of, and I say this 
I say this with love, but I remember like, I, you know, I used to work in education and there were these like standardized testing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And teachers would get so frustrated. I was, you know, um, a dean of students and then I was a counselor. So I was more on the admin side and teachers would get really, really frustrated about the standardized testing, which was a pain in the butt. I'm glad a lot of spaces have left having standardized testing because they're based on discriminatory things anyway. But yeah. besides that, but I mean, that's not the point, but the point is so what I would help the teachers see was that if you don't teach to the test, you teach beyond the test and the standardized testing, those questions are like foundational. They, the students should know those yeah. answers, yeah. but don't teach to the test, teach way beyond that. Mm-hmm. And then trust that they're going to be able to understand what these test questions are. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I see self-love as that, like, yes to self-love and let's like shoot for like, you know, this like full, because when I hear self-love and I used to teach a lot around like self-care. So it reminds me of self-care yeah. and self-care. Yes. Yes. To self-care. Goodness gracious. Yes. To self-care. Goodness gracious. Yes. To self-love and live your best damn life. Don't be like, Oh, I gotta, I'm going to learn how to cope with my trauma. You know what I mean? It's like, no, yeah. let's like create a world that, you know, with a, my daughter. Now I sit with like, what would it look like? For me, because before it was like, what would it look like for me to raise like an independent girl? Like mm-hmm. I was thinking, God, honestly, that God gave me a girl. I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't know what to do with a boy yet. <laughs> I'm not prepared <laughs> on how to how to raise a boy to be loving yeah. to women and to be, you know what I mean? And so, but it was like my mind was like, I want to if I if I have a daughter, and I always imagined I would have a daughter that she would like love herself, she'd be independent, that she'd be, you know what I mean? And yes, to all of that. And now it's like how can I raise a daughter who's like healed? Not like who knows how to heal from it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I see the self-love as like an important foundation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm trying to aim for like raising healed children, like raising the generation where they don't, self-love is so much at the core yeah. that it's almost not even named. It's yeah. not even, it's like, it's a given. We don't even have to call it that because that's just like a part of, the everyday culture to take care of ourselves, to love on ourselves, you know? Yeah. Um, but I did actually use the term with my, my daughter yesterday. It was just yesterday. She was like screaming. She really wanted um, me to hold her, but mm-hmm. I wanted to finish eating. And I was like, I could hold her and eat, but I just needed some space, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so her dad was going to, you know, brush her teeth. It was like nighttime routine and everything. And she's like, but mommy, I want you to hold me. I, I want I want you to hold me. She was like so upset. <laughs> and I was like, I, I hear you. I know you want me to hold you. But right now, I need some me time. I'm, mommy's taking care. I'm taking care of myself right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm just like eating a watermelon. <laughs> I'm taking my, care of myself right now, baby girl. I, I just, I, you know, and it was like, and I caught myself because I was like, you know, it's important for me to tell her that that's what I'm doing. Yes. Not that I can't, I could pick her up. Not that I could rush myself and finish eating, or I could skip eating my little dessert watermelon anyway. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I could, but I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to show you and I'm going to tell you that that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And I hear that you're upset and I'm not, I'm still going to take care of myself right now. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but it's like, I want it to be for her this like given 
I love that. That was a very long-winded way of no, answering your question. That was absolutely perfect. I, I, I love that. And you know what? You are the first person ever that I've spoken to on this podcast who has talked about self-love as being the bottom of the tier. Because so mm. many, so many people, and this just speaks to, I mean, it just speaks to that it's a journey, right? And everybody is at their own place and there is no right or wrong. Yes. But for right. so many people, the self-love feels so out of reach. It feels so huge that they're like, mm. I can't even imagine that. So I'm at like self-acceptance. I'm at neutrality. I'm at just not hating myself today. And I love, mm-hmm. I love, and it speaks to, I think, how much work you have done on yourself and how I was like, and, and, a lot of years of therapy yeah, and coaching. Yeah, I, know, I know, right? But like, it, it speaks to that, like it speaks to your journey, but also your outlook on the world that that is, that's just baseline. Like that is just like, of course we have that. Of course your daughter's going to grow up with that. Of, like, of course it's an, it's, a, it's just a given. It's not something that's up for debate it's not something that anybody else gets to have a say in it's like yes we all have that because we all deserve it and it means that we get to grow into so much more when that is at the core of each of us right oh right I love it I have like goosebumps I love that that makes Mm. me so happy (laughs) yes well and and, you know just to say I mean it's a like it's work I'm I'm sharing with you my ideal you know but it's it's work for that you know, but in my mind, I'm like, that's where it needs to be. That's what the future is. Let's get totally. there. You know what I mean? But totally. Yeah. Totally. Since you've been on this journey of self-love, self-love, it's like self-love plus. That's what I see. Like self-love mm-hmm. and. <laughs> yes. But since you've sort of really intentionally like been on this journey, embraced this, seen that the walls needed to come down, see that there were gifts of yours that you needed to sort of, you know, take on and take pride in. How has your, like, how has your mental health, how has your emotional health, how has your spiritual health changed? How has it transformed that part of your life, embracing yourself? Mm. It's funny because, you know, now I I do this healing work. I actually just this past um, couple of days ago on Sunday, I did like opening prayer at a wedding I've officiated a few weddings like this is kind of like I'm giving you just like a sense of like who I am now right it's yeah. like healer energy all that and I remember like back in 2012 when I heard this calling to do this work in this way mm-hmm. um that I, I I remember getting that call and I, I just started crying and I I was telling my then partner the one who we ended up getting engaged and breaking up my then partner um that the initiation process was gonna be a pain in the ass (laughs) I was like (laughs) oh my god why would spirit call me out of all people yeah to be a healer like I just felt like my personality type and you know so friends who've known me for years they kind of laugh because who I am now and I'm grateful to, to be here, you know, having done a lot of work and, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a lot more work to do. Goodness gracious. God knows I have a lot more work to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I share this because it's a, it's in juxtaposition to my personality before where it was like, Miss Independent, I, I was like, my dream was to be a boss lady. Like 
I would be walking and people would be like, I don't know, you have a phone call on line one. And I'm like, I'm sorry, <laughs> we scheduled that. Da, da, da. Like, like completely in my ego. Okay. Like that was my dream in high school was like, I was be like, you know, like really on top of the world <laughs> in that way, you know, and just yeah. completely ego driven yeah. in that sense, you know? And so my journey of self-love and, and it's, it's a continual journey. And I have, like I said, so much more to, to go, mm-hmm. but it, it has opened me more and more up to letting go of my ego that mm-hmm. like my plans don't have anything on spirit's plans. Right. You know what I mean? And in that whole idea of, you know, the Buddhists talk about like attachment being the cause of all suffering, mm-hmm. right. And how much I can be, and still am in a lot of ways attached you know, and so like every day is this journey of releasing the attachment um, to love so that I can love myself. Right. You know, yeah. Um, we in my family, we talk about this. Rest in peace, Lula. Lula is what we call my grandma. But we say that she has this like the Lula gene. And we kind of joke about it. But as I've done more work, I'm like, oh, it's like a real like trauma that's been passed down in my family. Mm. Um. And so essentially the Lula gene, rest in peace, is like, you know, take no shit. Hell no, I'm never going to do this. Sorry, I've been cursing a lot on your podcast. It's, it is fine. It is I'm fine. Like, Bring it on. Sorry, I should have asked you before. I have a potty mouth. But like my Lula, you know, she, she gave up a lot to be here, which a lot of immigrants do. Um, but she was just one, like, you just never... Like she would remember something that you did to her 20 years ago. You know what I mean? And she did not forgive you. Mm-hmm. And, she, you know, she's just, she's your elder. So she's just like, if, you know, in the family, like, you know, you had to respect her all the way, no matter what she said to you. And it had to be this way or the highway. She would leave the house if she was angry. Like, it was just like very, um, very strong. Yes. <laughs> uh, opinionated matriarch. Right. And so glad that I have all I also have that like the tra- I have that the gene passed down to my mom to my older sister I'm one of five girls to one of my older sisters and then to me yeah okay um that is also connected to the gift the spiritual gift okay because I also think that the spiritual gift is also what has protected our family yeah from you know colonization and and rape and all the horrors that have happened in the Philippines and so it's it's connected this like strong gift and this strong independence and my other sister who hasn't inherited this gene mm-hmm. um is like yeah I don't, think, I don't know how you do it because it's also really scary because that it's a very big walls that are put up and people like it's like really hard to to be in relationship mm-hmm. with people my family line that have inherited this gene you yeah. know and so I know for me Whereas some of my sisters are, most of my sisters are not kind of requiring this. For me, I really require a lifelong journey of therapy and coaching and healing. Mm. So I, I'm never, I can say never, I, I don't know the last time I was without either a therapist, coach and a healer or all three, or sometimes I have five at the same time. Yeah. It is like, a, I, I, it's essential for me okay. because of the trauma kind of the baseline trauma that's in me mm. that I'm that that I'm healing you yeah. know that it's yeah. been placed in me for me to help heal mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And how beautiful though, that you allow yourself to have that support system as a non-negotiable, right? So many people struggle with asking for help and asking for support and is it okay? And what are people gonna think? And you're just like, hell no, I need this. I don't want this. This is not a nice to have, like I need this. Like, mm. I think that's amazing. Thank you for that. Yeah. Well, I've, I've seen what happens when you don't have it and bless the heart of my, my Lula and my sister, and my mom, but it's, it's, a, it can be really hard to yeah. not have that support. Yeah. Um, and then another layer is to, I'm so privileged, you yeah. know, like my, my, you know, Lula didn't have access to mental health. You know, okay. I, my mom raised five of us on her own after being in and out of different abusive relationships. So mm-hmm. She didn't have access in the same, like in her mind, she didn't have access to it. You know what I mean? Um, And so, so yes, thank you for that. And like, it's really coming from a place of privilege that now that I can, that I can, Mm -hmm. that I can use. I mean, that is what I spend my money on. I don't really buy new clothes. I don't, you know, like it's, it's my therapy and coaching. (laughs) (laughs) My car is not an updated car like it is like you know but that this is where I spend my money on um yeah and, and so I'm privileged to to be in that place to have yeah. one the choice to do it and to the awareness that that I can and that it's okay um and it's and more than okay you know more, more than okay more than okay more than okay yeah. yeah and that leads us beautifully into the next question which I'm very curious about is how has this journey to self-love and beyond. How has this impacted your journey to entrepreneurship? You've talked a little bit about what you do, what you do, you've hinted at a little bit, but tell us about how those two journeys are connected. And then please tell us about your work and what it looks like today. Sure. No, thanks for asking. I can't, I feel like I'm a broken record. I'm like, it's a hundred percent connected. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. No, but I'm just laughing at myself. Like everything's, they're all good. But it, but it really is, it's, it's all connected. Um, you know, it was the, the end of that engagement mm-hmm. is what I, like I said, I was crying to spirit. I was crying all the time. I, you know, called out all my ancestors. Um, and I had always said, and I would actually say this out loud, and it kind of makes me laugh to think that this is like a mantra, essentially, that I would say, which was that like, I like to learn the hard way. Like I would legit be like, <laughs> whatever. I like to learn the hard way. That is how I learn. Uh-huh. I'll learn when I need to learn. Like that's really my what was, was my energy. Well, Katie, I was learning the hard way. I was in so much pain. I was in so much pain, not just from the end of the engagement, but also I was mourning the possibility of not having a child. And I wanted, I felt like I wanted to have a child in partnership, like in that moment. Yeah. Um, and then I was mourning like my reputation, my ego, all of that stuff. Right. Right. And so um, I became suicidal, like, mm-hmm. like suicidal ideation. So I was thinking about it, yeah. but I was too scared. This is my whole thought. I was like, I can't think of a way that I can kill myself for sure. And it would be painless. And I, Mm -hmm. and I I wouldn't be left. Like my bigger fear was to be left paralyzed because I tried to kill myself and didn't succeed. And then I wouldn't be able to kill myself. Like this was my thought process. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I would pray. I was like, okay, God, you can do it. (laughs) You could just not, 
You can just not wake me up. Right. Why don't you just not wake me up? There are so many other people that want to be woken up. Just, just don't wake me up. Just wait. You know what I mean? Like I was like trying to bargain, right? Yeah. Um, I would pray and pray and pray. And I kept getting woken up. So finally, I got pissed. Here I am. This is my ego-filled self getting pissed at God. Who am I to get pissed? But I'm like, why do you keep waking me up? I already told you I have nothing left to give. I, I There's just no point. I like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And then I, I heard from a voice beyond me, you know, something that, that I would never say. And, and it said, I'm not done using you. Mm. Ugh, I can get emotional just thinking about it even today. Because I, I, in that moment, I realized that there must be more in me. Yeah. God wasn't done using me. I felt like I had nothing. I was worthless. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And someone said, I'm not done using you. I, that's really when I was like, oh, wow. And I, and it's bawled out in tears and, and said, okay, God, well, then you show me. Yeah. God, show me how to do this in a way that's not so hard. Yeah. How to live, you know, without wanting to die, you know? Yeah. And that prayer, God answers prayers, spirit, creator, whatever you call that higher power, answers prayers so fast, you know, um, when we're open to listening. And that prayer that day led me to my coach. Hmm. Like that day led me yeah. to my coach. Um, and so, you know, having been like a past therapist and, and counselor, I used to be super, super active. And, you know, I was doing CrossFit, all these, you know, I was running all the time. I was doing all this stuff to heal. It really wasn't until I had my coach. Um, I mean, and all those things were helpful, but for me, it wasn't until I had my coach that that was transformational. Right. You know? Yeah. And so that's what was like, when I was like, oh my God, this is this, this I, I didn't even know about. And it's just like kind of connects everything. It connects mental health. It connects spirituality. It connects my gift. And this, this is what I'm being called to do. Like I said, I had already got the call before, but I was too scared. So I didn't yeah. listen. Yeah. Um, but this experience pushed me to do it. Um, and then I, and then I jumped in full time and, and God is good. You know, the spirit's been taking care of me. Ancestors have been taking care of me. Um, and that's essentially what I support other women of color in doing is mm -hmm. like, it is so hard because so I know I'm not the only one. I, I mean, I know because I'm also serving others, but it's like this, that trauma response is, can be inherited, you know? And this idea of like being able to, to go beyond the trauma response, go beyond survival, yeah. you know, um, into your best thing, like writing that book, becoming a best-selling author, which some of my clients have done, you know, starting being on the news and, you know, having these like, a, you know, like uh, just like amazing, powerful businesses or finding the love of your life or getting as fit as you've ever been, like all of those things, whatever it is, is that your dream is, yeah. you know what I mean? Like spirit will show you the way. And yeah. so what I essentially do is I help my clients and our clients, now we have a team. There's like a team of eight of us now, which I'm so grateful to have a whole like wow. company. I'm like, oh my God, God is so good. You know, yeah. which makes like, yeah, it's a whole nother conversation because I had no idea how to run a business when I first started. But spirit put people in my path that showed me the way, right. you know? And so essentially that's what we are for others. It's like, 
and I say we, cause it's not just me coaching anymore, but like, you know, surrendered healing, that's what we're doing is we're supporting other women of color and specifically women of color. Cause there's just, there's just the, the starting point for women of color I have found is just a, a different place. And so I want to be able to meet them where they are mm-hmm. um, and then bring them through their journey, yeah. you know? Um, and so helping them to see like, Hey, that calling that you got, you weren't tripping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, that trauma response that you have, you can rewire it. Right. You know what I mean? You can go beyond it. Hey, that dream that you thought about when you were a kid, you could have it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, That's amazing. That's absolutely incredible. Oh. I love that so much. And how amazing now that you have a team of eight. Sorry, I just want to, I just want to, you, you just like glossed over that like so quickly, but for so many people starting businesses, it's like, at first the dream is just like, I just want to make money doing what I love. And now yes. you've gotten to a point where you, there are eight of you and all of you are working together. I am sure that each of you brings something different to the table and you all have your own strengths and like, holy, yes. holy powerhouse. Like, that's amazing. Like, well done. No, spirit. Holy. Thank you. No, I mean, <laughs> thank you for that. And and then the number one thing for me that spirit c- continues to remind me is that like, what I'm doing well is that I'm listening. Yeah. Everything else I'm not really doing. <laughs> spirit, <laughs> is sending, <laughs> spirit is like, oh, you think you're finding your clients? No, 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 no. I'm sending them your way, mm-hmm. but you're picking up the phone. You're, you're, you're talking to the people I'm guiding you to talk to, you know? Right. And so that's the other thing is like the gift that, you know, uh, I shared earlier, I'm supporting our clients. We're supporting our clients in tapping into their gifts yeah. so that they're like, you know, they're like, oh my God, this crazy thing happened. I was, you know what I mean? I was doing this. And then that exact vision that I had came forth and it's essentially manifestation, but on this like deep intuitive level mm-hmm. um, and then connecting back to their roots you know they're wherever their ancestors are from and so it's just like this like it's like I said it's all connected 100% on everything yeah (laughs) it's all all connected yeah I get that yeah I get that yeah yes yes so Adelina if there's somebody listening who is like maybe where you used to be years ago maybe has a gift and is in denial about it or afraid of it maybe feeling really awful about themselves maybe they recognize they have walls up they don't really know what to do but they want to do something is there mm. a practice or an exercise or a tool or something that you would recommend for them to start with? Yes. Uh, so there, I cannot stress enough. I mean, I've shared several times here how many different support like I have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I've, like I said, I have a lot of attitudes. So I've gone to God before and be like, why can't I do this on my own? Why can't it just be me and you? Why do I have to pay a third party hella money? And the response that I got um, is that spirit created us to be in relationship Mm -hmm. and that it's actually in relationship that we can be our best selves because we get to mirror each other. I mean, spirit didn't get to go and all the details I understood. There was just this mirroring experience and all that, you know, and so um, because I've I've sat with, I just want to go on the top of the hill by myself and just God and just pray and that's it, you know, but spirit's like, no, 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 honey, that's not or really no child, I think is how God talks to me, but like, that's not going to work for you, right? you know? And so what I always recommend to folks, the number one thing is like, find your people, you know, find, sometimes finding your therapist or finding your coach is like finding your significant other. Like mm-hmm. you might go through, you might find a coach and be like, oh, that was not it. Don't judge all coaching, 
from this one bad experience or you might, you know, have tried out therapy before and it didn't work out. Well, try again. It's like saying, oh, I dated someone. Oh, I tried. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Keep trying so you find, you know, one of my clients said she was creating and I, I, I was so honored to be a part of it. She was like, I'm, I'm creating my wellness team. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, create your team, right? We were not put on earth to do it by ourselves. Right. You know, so the number one thing I would say is find your people, um, you know, and then, and as a healer myself and, you know, a vessel of healing, the work is to always have you know, it's like you're climbing a ladder, you know, and somebody's pulling you up and then you're also looking back and pulling someone else up, you know what I mean? And so it's like, you want to have, and then as you're kind of doing this and you have like spirit holding you and then you have your ancestors holding you on this ladder because you're not holding anything, right? So that said, you know, know that you're not alone. Like you couldn't be alone even if you did, if you wanted to. Like you have your ancestors that you're aware of, right? Like maybe you knew some of your ancestors who are now past, you have your living ancestors, and then you have generations of ancestors that love you even though you don't know their name, hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so to just know that you're not alone, I think so often, especially in today's society, we feel alone. Yeah. And to know that you're not alone um, and, and you couldn't be, like you actually physically cannot be alone. Like there's no way like keep trying. Can't <laughs> <laughs> do it. Not alone. Right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That like I think there is an epidemic of people feeling lonely, people feeling like they are alone, like there's nobody there for them. And just, I mean, that message, if if nothing else, like that is a powerful message right there, right? Like you are not alone. You couldn't be if you tried. Period. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have a free gift and offering. For everybody do you want to tell us a little bit more about that i'm just conscious of the time we need to wrap up yeah yes please tell sure. please tell us about that though yes 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 and so you know so much has been given to me i mean mm-hmm. i share like what privileged place that that i'm in um especially in my family line and so it's important to me to be able to give back and yeah. so in spaces like this when we're talking about self-love you know what i mean where we're like really going beyond and about healing it's important for me to be able to give back and so we do have um, 90 minute sessions, 90 minutes, a long time. It so is. just feel the love in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called a design your dream session It's where we get really clear on, you know, what's in your way, what are the challenges that you're currently going through? Um, and then supporting you and tapping into your gift to hear what your calling is that much more clearly. Um, and then helping you source with spirit, what you feel called to do next, like as your next step, like I'm big on next step. That's a little bit more my social work background. Like I'm not going to be like, here's this powerful session and then peace out. You know, it's like, okay, well, what's like a plan for you? And we're going to help you find an intuitive like answer to that question. Um, And so that session, 90 minute call um, or Zoom call these days, um, you know, it's valued at $500. Um, there is an application process. We do give out like a couple of them for free a month um, that you go through an application. But for those of you who are listening to this podcast, you know, if you just write in there that you heard about it from the Self Love Ignited podcast, you'll bypass the application and go right into an acceptance for the call. Um, so that's Thank my you. gift. And, and, and you. you know, I just, oh, of course. And, and sometimes folks are like, oh my God, there's only a couple of free ones. I don't want to take up the space. Take up the space. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's yours yes. to take. If, if you feel called, <laughs> if, if 
you feel called to receive in this way, yeah, you know what I mean, then it's a gift. It's a gift for you. Your name is already written on it. Um, yeah. And so that is on, um, and you can find that on surrenderedhealing.com slash community offerings. Okay. And so if you go to the design your dream session application there, and again, just write that you heard about this gift um, on the self-love ignited podcast. Thank you for that. That is so generous of you. And I want to mirror what you just said. If somebody is listening to this, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I don't really want to take that space, but there's something in you, you're getting a little like an itch or a nudge or like a little ping in your brain. That's like, that is the thing for me. Then like, take it. It is being offered to you on a silver platter. This is not something I don't think that you guys do all the time, right? You're not just always just offering them out everywhere. Like they are a couple here and there, but if you're listening and you want it, please take it because these gifts, like that sounds like a life-changing 90 minutes. Holy, that sounds incredible. Mm. Yeah. 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 Adelina, is there anything else you have shared so much with us so far? This has been an incredible conversation. Is there any last bits that you want to share? Any little pieces of wisdom, anything else that is on your heart, on your mind that you are being guided to share with us before we wrap up? Thank you for asking that. You know, what came to mind is um, one of my clients who I served years ago, her message to me after we, we, it was like a very short-term experience. It was like three months or something. And she was like, I would never have thought that a non-Muslim would bring me closer to my religion. You know what I mean? And I, and I share that because it brought tears to my eyes when I read her message. She had like emailed it to me just as like an extra thank you. And um, I, I share that because it is my dream come true to support folks in getting closer to their version of their higher power. Mm-hmm. you know and so if, if I could leave anybody with any thought it's just that I know we talked a lot about ancestors and talked about gifts and talked about self-love um but to know that there is an all giving and all understanding and all forgiving uh power and and personal mind like a one mind a personal mind whatever you call that looking out for you specifically like not like oh the universe is like yes the universe is looking out for you but like there is a mind specifically with like having your intention like what is the best intention for you yeah you know in their heart and so um to just know this just to know that I think it's it's been a journey for me to to know that intimately mm-hmm. and and that's what I felt guided to share is that there is there is a one mind looking out for you specifically and has your best interests at heart. Um, so you don't have to, you don't have to worry about figuring it all out because there is a one mind that already figured it out, right? You just have to worry about what you're being called to do next, your next right step. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you on a personal level. This has been, mm. this has been healing for me, honestly. Just, just to have this conversation, I think we are always, like you said at the beginning, we are, people are brought together. People are guided to have conversations. Sometimes we don't know why it's not up for us to know why, but I think we all benefit in some way. And I know I've definitely benefited from speaking to you today. And I hope that everybody listening benefits in whatever way they are meant to at this time. So 
Thank you for joining me. Thank mm. you for sharing yourself and Thank your story. You. I really, I appreciate you so much. Oh, right back at you. It's so reciprocal. You have no idea. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. All of the links mentioned during the episode are down in the show notes. Please make sure to go on over and check them out. Also, please remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And I would be forever grateful if you would go on over and leave us a review on iTunes as well. That's going to help this message reach more women. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Here is to you loving yourself.